Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. It's deep. I talk about this every Tuesday when we pray. You know, see, as you're praying in tongues, the Bible says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Watching! Watching means praying with your thoughts. You're not praying with your words. You're praying with your mind. Watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. In, 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 in Philippians, it says, don't worry about anything. Say, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, with pastor on will keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, it says, you know, continue in prayer, watching in the same with thanksgiving. It's revelation knowledge. It's epignosis. It's when you put all the scriptures together, like piece of a jigsaw puzzle, you get the correct picture. And this is it. As you are praying, that's why praying in tongues is so important. As you are praying in tongues and groanings, thoughts will come to you. Thoughts of fear. Thoughts of worry. Thoughts of anxiety. With your mind, you now say, Lord, please have mercy. It may be on my son, who is born again, is a saint. It may be on your boss in the office, who may not even be a Christian. The Bible says you pray for kings and for all and for all men. So it covers, the, we put first Ephesians 6.18 in conjunction with 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. You get the full picture. You see, that is why it's very dangerous to take one or two scriptures in isolation and build a doctrine on them. you got to see the, 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 what the Paul calls the whole counsel of God. You know, to find out what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit. Not just the letter of the scripture, but the spirit of the scripture. And so you now say, Lord, have mercy. Then you say, thank you. You know, when you do that, because you're praying in tongues and groanings, life and light, what the illustration we did during the Bible study, is coming from your spirit, is coming through your mind, through the will, you know, into the mind, into the emotions. It will bring peace. Even though you're praying in tongues about other things, power is going out to deal with other things. You're praying for Nigeria, you're praying for... But those other things that are bothering you, God, just take a little bit of power, just divert it there, take care of that, take care of this, take care of that, take care of that. You know what's going to go? You come out of prayer without fear. You come out of prayer without worry. Have you noticed that when you pray properly, you know, and you pray fervently and effectually, peace is in your mind, even though the problem is still there? You just have, it's called blessed assurance. You just know. That's why it says, the peace of God which passeth all understand. It's not physical, it's spiritual. So it passes. I don't know how God's going to solve it, but I know he's going to solve it. You cannot overcome worry if you don't pray. In fact, worry, anxiety, and fear are symptoms of prayerlessness. Let me further qualify that. Worry, anxiety, fear are symptoms of a lack of effectual fervent prayer. People pray, but they don't pray effectually and fervently. They don't pray with all kinds of prayer in the spirit. 
So there's not enough power to overcome the anxiety in the mind. He said, and the peace of God. That personal understanding. The Amplified Bible says, like a garrison of soldiers in a turbulent country. They come and they breathe. It, 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 the peace is a spiritual force. It suppresses the anxiety. It suppresses the worry. It suppresses the fear. Am I talking to anybody here? This is how you will not... Love does not worry. But how does love not worry? This way. I love righteousness and hate sin and wickedness. Abstaining from all appearances of evil. You know, uh, the Amplified Bible says, you know, love bears up under anything and everything that comes. You know, you... You abstain. You love. That's the thing the Bible said about Jesus. That's why the Father showed him all these things. The Bible says, Thou hast loved righteousness and hatest iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness. How? Above thy fellows. So you want this? This is what you do. You say it with your mouth. You know, it's something I discovered over the years. And the, well, I'm talking about a 40-year, over 40-year experience. You know? I discovered that my desires, I go, after I got born again, my desires changed to quite a great degree. But even after I got born again, you know, some desires, you know, were still there that were not very godly and all of that. But with time, it's like a seed. You plant it, then it grows. First the blade, then the air. You just find out with time, you only like what God likes. God doesn't like, doesn't interest you. It's it's not even a temptation anymore. You know, a temptation is something that is attractive, that you want to run away from. But after some time, it's it's not even attractive again. Yes. I, 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 yet not I, but the grace of God which is with me, you know, I can tell you by personal experience, in line with the word of God, that Hebrews 5.14 is true. Who by reason of practice have their senses exercised to the discerning. The word discerning, you know, I did electronics. You know, we have a circuit, it's called a discriminator. You know, it discriminates between good and evil. In electronics, we have this, uh, we have different kind of amplifiers and, and circuits. So you have what you call a low pass filter. You have what you call a high pass filter. So if you want to tune your radio to a particular station, so you want to tune your radio to, I'm just leaving you know, a, a hypothetical figure. So I want it to be on um, um, radio FM and their frequency is 7.7 gigahertz. So what they do, because this is what I did when I was an undergraduate, you know, is that you put a high pass and a low pass filter into the circuit. What that means that all frequencies that are lower than that 7.00 gigahertz, that thing will give it a big uh, resistance so it won't enter. All signals, that's what we call a, you know, a, a, a high-pass filter and a low-pass filter. You know? So lower frequencies will be blocked. Higher frequencies will be blocked. So you now tune the thing so that it only will accept the frequency in a very small range. That's what happens when you are tuning your radio or you're tuning your television. It's going to a particular, you know, it's changing the capacitances and all the inductors and all the, all the, these things around it so that it will reject 
lower frequencies, it will re reject higher frequencies and will zero in on the particular frequency you want. Do you know that if you train your mind by doing these confessions, praying in tongues about it, after a while, your mind will be a high pass and a low pass filter. Anything that is unrighteousness, it will reject it. Anything that is above righteousness, it will reject it. It will only take the will of God. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. True story. It works. I don't rejoice. Now, this one is very important. When others go wrong, <laughs> we're in, thank God we're in the book of Proverbs. But rather, I pray for them. You know, when you have something against somebody and something bad happens to them, in your mind, you say, hmm, God don't catch up. <laughs> I remember when we were children, you know, when we were very young, you know, you know people would say, God will punish you. <laughs> I still remember, you know, we used to play with all some of the children in the boys' quarters, different because we used to play football with them. So sometimes when people are gagged, they say, God will punish you, you know, and they need somebody to bounce and say, hmm, God, don't catch them. <laughs> Christians should not be like that. Don't be vindictive. It's in the book of Proverbs. We're going to get there, but quickly give it to me. The Bible says that he that is glad at calamities shall not be unpunished. Quickly go there and come back here. Quickly, quickly give me that scripture. That's why I want us to study Proverbs. All these things are inside Proverbs. Quickly, uh, you'll find the scripture, one of you, and give it to them. Yes. Watch, look at this. This is why you read Proverbs every day. Whoso mocked the poor, reproached his maker. That's another thing. Oh. Don't look at poor people and despise them. <laughs> you, know, you know, I grew up in Yoruba land. We are wonderful people. We have our good parts and we have our terrible parts. Especially those of us that God blesses a little bit. When we have a little bit of riches, we sometimes, our, I still remember when I was growing up, some of the comments I would hear, even my parents and people like that, I mean, they were not bad people. They, you know, it was just things that they inherited, you know, you know it's just the same nature. They just inherited, you know. They'll say, eh, dear, we lay, you know. He's talking about another human being I still remember when I was a child. That is, it is not your kind of people that should be here. It's not his fault he's poor. It's not his fault he's not educated. It's simply an accident of birth. That you are where you are and they are where they are. Oh, get them out of my side. You know, they smell. Well, sorry. He can't buy antiperspirant and he can't buy perfume. But you happen to be privileged and had mercy from God to be able to buy. Don't look down on him. Don't despise, don't, don't despise the poor. I, I'm telling you, you know, when I became a Christian and I began, this thing began to, you know, I, my thinking, everything began to change. So when I see people who are less fortunate, beggars, even if I'm irritated, 
my flesh is, you know, smelling and I, I don't show it. I can even hug them, even though I don't feel like it. And I can greet them well, because God loves them. God will help us to change you. And he that is glad at calamities shall not be unpunished. This is a law. It's an unchanging law. You know, we're dealing in the book of Proverbs, but I'll just say this for today before I close. In the world, they have what is known the law of karma. Have you heard of karma? Let's just say it in a very simple way. What you sow, you will reap. It's, you know who enforces it? Jehovah. Who rules in the affairs of men. I know the people, unbelievers say karma and all of that. It's not just one, it's not just one um, uh, um, general law that, you know, is God. That's why the Bible says God rules in the affairs of men. When you are glad at the, at the, in your heart, at the calamities of others, the, heaven takes note. And you will be dealt with. And he will, you know, <laughs> I got to do this. You know, the Bible says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. I'm getting ahead of myself. The Bible says, don't take vengeance. But he did not say vengeance will not be taken. <laughs> He's only saying, you don't take it. Leave that in my department. I'm an expert at it. God didn't say vengeance will not be taken. So don't, don't, don't try and... Don't, when you see somebody, especially somebody you don't like, like even some of our politicians, say, hello. I know if some people hear something happen to somebody today, they will be rejoicing. Don't do that too. Pray for them. Pray for their wives. Pray for their children. You know, when this man was convicted in the UK, I wasn't happy. I didn't agree with what he did. And I agreed that justice should be done. And I believe justice has been done. You know, but I still was not joyful. Uh -huh. Go on, catch him. He <laughs> should have done uh, kidney something in Nigeria when he was a senator, which is all true. But I just remember the daughter. I'm telling you what I did, Olubi Johnson. I don't know the man from Adamu. I said, Lord, have mercy. Because of that little girl. In any way you can, maybe find friends, relatives who are not in jail, who can help him. They help that child. It was the child they were trying to help, but they did it in the wrong way. So it's still wrong. What is wrong is wrong. But don't rejoice, oh. Don't rejoice at the downfall of other people. Heaven notes it. And he will deal with it. I must say this. You know what made David special? A man after God's own heart. His enemy died. Saul. So, they didn't tell David that Saul was trying to kill him. 
David saw Saul try to kill him. Not, it wasn't second-hand information. It wasn't hearsay. He threw a javelin to try and pin David to the wall. He did the same thing for his son, Jonathan, who was siding with David. This was a wicked man by every, every, every parameter in the book. He killed the priests of Nob because he thought that they had given David shoe bread. They did give, but they, they didn't know. They were innocent. They thought David was sent by Saul. So he took the sword of Goliath and he could gave them, he gave them, he and his guys, the followers, he gave them shoe bread. And, 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 and Doeg, that terrible guy, you know, went to go and report to Saul. Saul ordered his armies and killed the priests of Nob. Talk about bad, 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 bad. Somebody brings Saul's crown, an Amalekite, and said, Now, my Lord, <laughs> thy enemies have been finished. You know, today you are going to become king of Israel. Behold, I have brought the sword. He thought David was going to rejoice. He didn't know that God had done a work in the heart. Ah, may God give us a heart of David. God had done something in that boy's heart. Ah! When David heard, the Bible said he rent his clothes. And it was not pretense. It was genuine. He said, oh, how are the mighty fallen? He said, declare it not in Gath. Don't publish it in Ashkelon. Lest the daughters of the Philistines rejoice. Saul and Jonathan were lovely and swift in the days of the... He remembered the good days. He brought a lamentation. Ah! God was impressed. In the Old Testament, God was impressed. Ah, ah, this boy. So my, work, my word has done this amount of work in his heart. He didn't rejoice when his enemy... He wept. You know, even today, I can say this to the glory of God. You know, some of our brethren, you know, I've been around for 40-something years. I've been friends with so many people. I mean, maybe not friend-friend, but acquaintances and all of that. I, I will never be happy if anything happens to them. Never. Never. I pray. Pray for them. Pray for their wives. Pray for them. And God will have mercy. Let the mercy of God prevail. You know Why? What you sow is what you're going to reap. If you show mercy to people when they are in problem, the day you enter problem, God will show mercy to you. If you show vindictiveness, God will show vindictiveness. He said, to the fraud, I will show myself fraud. To the merciful, I will show myself merciful. Ah! This, someone say, what is this? Things pertaining to the kingdom. These are the issues of the heart. That's why God is not showing so many of us so many things. You know, he said, if you love me, my father and I will come, we'll make our abode with you. And I will show you what I'm going to do. I will show you when I want to raise the dead. I will show you when I want to heal the sick. I will show you when I want to cleanse the lepers. Stand to your feet. I got to go. I don't know if I've helped anybody. I'm, I'm not done yet. Quick, but you'll be on your feet. I'm going to finish. 
you know, when you are standing, I know that I have to quickly finish. It says, I love righteousness. Uh-huh. I don't rejoice when others go wrong, but rather I pray for them. I'm always ready to believe the best of others. It doesn't say it believes the best. It says ready to. See, love is not stupid. Love is wise. The Bible says that if a foolish man, a cunning man comes to you, he said, if he, if, if he speaks smoothly, he said, believe him not. Because there are seven abominations inside his heart. That's why you need the book of Proverbs. So, it's not that I believe the best of people. I am ready to believe the best of people. There's a big difference. In other words, let's say it in normal, natural language today. Give people the benefit of the doubt. If there is a slight chance, even if you see something, it's okay, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. It's ever ready to believe the best, you know, of others. When they do something, you know, see how you can see to help them. You know, if they are guilty, God will bring it out. There was this recent incident, my wife and I, some of Somebody was working with us. He's not working with us anymore. You know, he did some things. We had to let him go. Then he begged. The children too begged. We took him back. Took him back. And treated him as if it never happened. Then he now went to use one of our cars to start doing uh, private taxi. True story. Then after that, you know, he took a passenger in Lagos. And the passenger forgot their mobile phone inside the car. Instead of returning it back to the passenger, he went to sell it. Then the police got on his tail and it came back to us. We didn't send him on such an errand and all of that. You know, we had to finally let him go. We were ready to believe the best of him. We actually helped him. But then his own character showed the thing up. So you're not a fool when you believe the, when you're ready to believe the best. Give that benefit of that. If the person is really evil, you know what? God's going to show it up, and God will justify. We, we, he will. He will justify you. Hallelujah. Finally, I never give up on them, even when they are wrong. This is kind of an example I just gave you, and I keep praying for them. So even if somebody is wrong, don't give up on them. The Bible says, you know. Jesus, it was Peter who asked Jesus this question. He said, how many times will I forgive my brother? He said, till seven times, Jesus, he had been counting it. <laughs> and I'm sure it was one of the sons of thunder. You know, they, know they were all close to Jesus. And you, back in those days, they, they got better later. They grew spiritually. Back in those days, there's this competition. So who, who is going to be king? Who is going to be apostle number one? So there's this contention between Peter and James and John. You know, that's why James and John came to Jesus and said, uh, their mommy came and said, let us sit on your right hand. Or the, other. the other guy said, you boys are crazy. You want to be on say, well, where will I be if you are on the right and the left hand? Where are you going to put Peter? So there was this, this thing between them. You know, so I'm sure maybe John did something to him. So he came to Jesus trying to feel very spiritual. And he said, ah, Lord. Yeah, if my brother says, how many times did I forgive me? Till seven times. <laughs> Jesus looked at him and shook his head. He said, you don't know anything. He said, not till seven times, till 70 times seven. In other words, stay as long as it takes. 
ultimately one of two things will happen. They will change or they will fall into God's judgment. But you would have freed your soul. Let's talk to God. These are the things pertaining to the kingdom. The key to the power of God is the love of God. Say, for the father loveth his son and showeth him all things whatsoever he doeth. And greater works than these shall he show that you may marvel. What was the key? And said that if you love me, keep my commandments. This love commandments. Said my father and I will come make our abode with you. And I will manifest myself to you. We want power. We want glory. This is the way. Might I add, now that I'm talking about it, there is no other way. Any other way is ultimately the gifts of the Spirit, I know, like Samson, you know, and God will do things. But if you continue and you don't change, that even will become corrupted. This is the pure way of power. The Apostle Paul called it the more excellent way. Let's talk to God. Everybody start talking to God. Start talking to God. In your heart. Say, God, help me to perfect the love of God. Help me to dwell in love so you can show me what you want to do and I can cooperate with you and manifest your power. Ask what I will. You will heal the sick. You will cleanse the lepers. You will raise the dead. You will cast out devils to help me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.